Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Level 99. I'm your host, Padram. Podcast about all things tech-related, DevOps, Cloud, Linux, you name it. This episode is going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be exactly technical in a sense that we've done in the past, but something that is kind of near and dear to my heart that I've been meaning to do for a long time. And we, with us today, we have a special guest, Jordan, and it's going to be more centered about how you can kind of navigate your career and more in a sense of kind of what you see when you are in the, in the, in the day-to-day like office world on like the politics and how not to be nervous. And I'm a general victim of this myself, but I'm not going to hog the light for too much. Jordan, would you mind giving a introduction if you don't mind? Of course. Um, so yeah, my name's Jordan Wilshire. Um, I'm a high performance career coach. So I have a specialty of working directly with millennials. Um, the advice that I have and the experiences in coaching that I deliver is transcendable across that generation gap. Um, the main bulk of work that I do currently at the moment is working on the individual level. Um, so whether that be working with millennials just starting their career or millennials in the early leadership positions, we start to work on the foundations of how they approach their work, how they can develop high performance habits and at the leadership level, how they can set that high performance culture and just really to maximize the potential performance of both them and the people around them having that wider impact. Thank you for that. There's a lot of areas that we can kind of dive into and dissect this part, but just for simplicity, let's just start from kind of like bottom up, right? So the, sure. let's say, you know, uh, people who are first getting into the field or and this could, this is generally, it could be used for any field, not just tech related at all. It could be in a wide range of the spectrum, but I'll, I'll actually give a uh, personal story myself and then you can criticize me all you want. And I'm, and I'm <laughs> happy for that criticism because <laughs> I've, we've all started there at some point in time. I remember when I was early in my career, you know, still a contractor like intern, things like that. And I was so nervous about status, titles. You know, when someone had like a manager or a director, I would actually start stuttering. And I, <laughs> thinking back about it, it's a little ridiculous because they're just no different than you and me. And I was just just so intimidated by 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 that. And when I had to send an email, you know, you've seen the memes on Instagram and Facebook, where it's like raising the banner, you get the whole crew together, reviewing the whole yeah. thing, making sure it sounds positive. I I was one of those people. And it's, it's, it's crazy to think that, but how would you, and this is probably uh, happening often as well, but you know, a story like this, that kind of happens often, how, what advice would you have? And how would you encourage them to kind of uplift themselves if that's the right word to use yeah um i think it is to be fair and thank you for sharing that story because it's also i think it's particularly relevant and it's a perfectly normal experience to have especially when you're first starting so thank you for sharing and normalizing that because i imagine people listening and to, and even in my own career i definitely felt that 
almost like starstruck mentality when speaking to seniors or pitching ideas to my manager and things like that. So it's a big psychological game to play on your own, you against you mentality. Hmm. And to combat that, it's important to actually focus on the actual work you're doing. Break it down brick by brick. And it can help you to understand what value that you are giving and what skills and experiences you are bringing to the table. That initial awareness will help you not get caught up in that status in hierarchy because genuinely having words both at the entry level and at the manager level, they both want the same thing in terms of they want to have the best possible outcome for success within their business, right? So genuinely, most good managers will welcome any kind of ideas. But if you know where your starting point is in terms of what you can bring to the role, what experiences and structure it in a way that is able to allow the business to perform better that will help you overcome that initial shyness i would say and doing that is so important because shyness works both ways in the sense that you're either not asking questions so you're not learning or you're not asking for help when you need it which is going to be impeding your growth stopping you from networking with your leader with your other people in the business or in your field and overcoming that shyness and connecting with others and learning those skills and taking those risks because that's what it is at the end of the day to start with it may seem like a risk because it's something new overcoming that shyness overcoming that mental barrier but it's so important for you and anyone listening to be able to do that and one way to do that is a really really simple exercise is when you're ready to present something to your manager just count to three and then do it huh that's a really good advice yeah definitely the amount of times i've thought about something for too long and then not done it and then regretted it later made me start to think hang on how can i gain this how can i make sure i action what i'm going to and that's the reason behind the three seconds because the first two seconds are your anticipation to build it up and three is go you don't have time to think about the shyness you don't have the time to think about their status or the manager above you just go and often often or not there'll be a benefit towards it or if there's not then you'll learn something which is a win-win i that's really good advice thank you thank you for giving that because one one technique that i've learned is whenever i am in person and i wish i would have known the three second rule i i kind of i, I don't look at the person i look through them to, <laughs> yeah. to make it look like they're not in front of me so i'm kind of speaking like to myself but i definitely will will take that and try that myself because that is definitely sound advice appreciate that and what you just said can be used is not just for, and I kind of want to just uh, iterate this is not just for, you know, people starting their careers. Cause what you just said is actually 
I can use myself. I've been in the field for about nine some years now, and I'm a victim of that too. So that is definitely some sound advice that even people who are even more veteran than me can definitely take away as well. So thank you. Yeah. But no. what? Go no, ahead. Sorry. I know. I was going to say, like, no matter where you are in your career, you're at any time you're going to be facing something that's new, and so everyone's going to feel. Mm-hmm. being that imposter to start with and feeling that initial nerves so i just wanted to highlight that point that is something everyone feels so anyone listens to this don't don't feel like it's just you feeling mm-hmm. through this it's something that affects everyone and what you said earlier there's a lot there to dissect that i kind of want to dive into so you first mentioned about the best way to get over those nerves is by building confidence in the work that you're doing. And that took me so long to, to realize, to realize, Hey, I, I put in the effort into this work. I should be proud of, you know, bringing this up to the table. I shouldn't be nervous. And it, it takes time. It's not something you can definitely do overnight, but it, it's nice to hear that that is definitely sound advice that you're, you're giving as well. Cause I, I went through that, but that took me many years to to recognize and 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 do that and and one reason i started actually doing that was from one of my close friends in high school i was over at her parents house for dinner and her mom was a i want to say a coach but she just likes giving everyone like friendly advice and she told me one day like hey there's gonna be a point in your career you need to stop being the student and start being that expert that you see yourself and that blew my mind away that's powerful very powerful yeah and i just sat there just like kept like marinating on it reflecting on it for weeks and then i started trying to speak at that manner that i wanted to be in and i started realizing the moment i started speaking at that manner not saying you should speak rudely right there's a difference (laughs) in that right like there's there's complete uh, fine line in that but I started noticing that the the respect that I wanted, I started getting because I was, I guess, projecting that. And I guess the question I have for you, and I think you've already uh, touched on this already with gaining that confidence by the work you do, but is there any other advice or any other tips that you could give on that topic? Yeah. um, Kind of, first of all, I think you you were touching on how you were projecting that confidence mm-hmm. and it felt like you were getting the respect back from the outside, mm-hmm. but that only happened because you started respecting your inside. You started respecting your own experiences that led you to that point. And it starts from just building that awareness of what actually have you done well, mm-hmm. because you're right when you're first starting and to be fair anywhere when you're starting a new role or when you're facing a challenge that you haven't experienced before there's not that initial memory bank where you can look back and think okay i've achieved this success and what i encourage to do with my clients is to start that process and build a system of memories that link back to times in your career where you've either learned the most lessons from a situation where you've 
been successful and but not just in like an abstract sense of oh i was successful because i did this and because of this my team did this i we do that to be very 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 specific in terms of what what was it what was the situation hmm. what was the task um and what was the action you took and what was the impact of that and when you start to do that it starts to unpack okay i've been through this tough time before i can get through it again it plays a mind trick on you only because you have that awareness at the start to actually think about okay a lot of lack of confidence comes from almost that rabbit in headlights mentality where it's just you're going from day to day i just got to focus on the next task next task next task next task and especially in tech it's a fast paced world so and for good and for good reasons and bad reasons that can be impacting your mind in terms of how you approach the next challenge especially if you're going through a period and the business is going through a period where it's lots of changes lots of progressive changes but what brings that normally is a lot of chaos mm. is is definitely taking that time just to have that strong foundation and the metaphor i want to use is it's going to be like a river of faults there's always going to be a river of faults that's going to happen in any kind of situation and sometimes it will be calm waters sometimes it will be very choppy hmm. so what an individual wants to do is have a strong foundation like a bark of a tree mm -hmm. that no matter what the situation they're able to just stop think about the successes that they've had think about how think about the situation they're in and be intentional about the output that they want to receive and what they want to gain out of it. And starting to do that is probably the biggest advice I would give to anybody because once you start intentionally showing up with your actions, with your intent and link it towards why you're performing an action and what impact you want to make, confidence comes naturally confidence comes intrinsically authentically and once you do that bringing it back full circle you start to respect yourself you start to respect your own skills you start to respect okay this person may have three more years in this role but he hasn't got what i've got he hasn't had the experiences or she hasn't had the experiences that i've got now that i can bring mm -hmm. to the table you start to almost talk yourself into that <laughs> confidence and it is the positive right. self-talk that links the glue together between your mind what your thoughts and intent are and what the performance outcome is and what you were saying about the whole like choppy water sometimes it's calm and sometimes it's it's, it's definitely like choppy when you were saying that it, it made me think about external factors as well right because obviously if it's calm waters it's you think about a sunny day beautiful weather and that to me makes me think about the work environment or culture right yeah. so i think no matter how much you 
definitely project yourself. External factors definitely matters. It does for sure. I had this talk with yeah. one of my clients actually a couple of days ago. Um, just for context, they are a small company, and within that company, he's a like a technical support ambassador. So mm-hmm. his role is to if you have a problem with your Outlook, your Word, or your PowerPoint, you call up the level one slash level two support, and he's your guy. And he's, we were having this exact same conversation that within, he's only trying to focus on the controllables. And that's what we practice together is focusing on, first of all, what you can control, but also being aware of what's around you. Because external factors, it's important to have that awareness because, and I want to emphasize this, that there's two sides of a coin. You can make those external factors work for you or against you. So in the context of um, my client, he's working in a small company where change is happening all the time, either through internal promotions or people moving on to other places. Um, And that brings chaos, but it also brings opportunity. And this important thing to understand is be aware of the external factors because you need to understand one, is there an opportunity to grow, to learn and things like that? And if there is, what kind of timeline do you have to put in? It goes back to having that clarity of where you want to go and working with the people around you to start to bring that to life. And I think what definitely helps is seeing others being in that position or speaking in the manner that you want to see yourself in. I think that's another good part of like an external factor. There's been a few positions that I held uh, where before when I was kind of very like shy, nervous, and I saw these, you know, guys who were a lot senior than me just saying exactly what's on their mind. And I'm like, baffled me and not that and i should probably clarify not that they were saying things are rude just like hey we need to do this project in xyz matter and they're saying no no no, it should be an mnd order for instance yeah and seeing them do that back and forth with you know their manager their supervisors whoever it it seems a little intense when when you're first starting off but really it's more of a kind of a respecting saying hey i know what you want, but in order for us to get there, it needs to be in this matter. So in that aspect, yes, it is definitely a experience and confidence thing. Cause like you said earlier, it you're pulling from the work you've done. But I think seeing that uh happen is definitely good for for you and kind of slowly put yourself into that position to become that person if if you want to be. Um yeah. And then there's always a the other side of that coin is sometimes it doesn't go well, right? So then if it doesn't, it could mean that, in my opinion, it's not a healthy work environment. If they're not encouraging you to speak up and make those challenging or thought-provoking topics. Yeah. Like the, the best kind, the best managers and the best managers I've had know 
that you will ultimately be super successful Hmm. because they've created an environment where it's safe to do that. And definitely for any leaders listening is thinking about, or any prospective leaders that want to grow into that leadership role is, is thinking about how you can encourage that debate because I think you were just about to touch on it. It's so important to have that wider perspectives brought to the table and because you're all after the same goal of improving the performance of whatever you're doing, whatever your role is, whatever your output is to the wider business and helping, helping each other do that through creating that safe environment comes from respect comes from putting yourself out there. It's becoming safe to fail. I like that. And getting ready to fail is so good for your career development. It's I can't even I can't even like emphasize enough how good it is to fail. Mm. Because it shows a few things to managers. And this is the perspective I have and why I wanted to work with across that level to see all the 360 view. Managers love it when you're coming forth with ideas. Your teammates love it when you're coming forth with ideas. Because once you project your idea into the world, it could inspire another idea, a better idea, or it could inspire your teammates to add a tweak to your idea. And then that allows the whole team to benefit from your insight. And the best managers will cultivate that environment where every team member can have the opportunity to contribute. And I think that's what it is. It's an opportunity. It is down, mm-hmm. is then down to the individual to be brave to fail because it, realistically, let's, it's not as black and white as this, but just for an example, like out of every 10 ideas, only maybe four will be fully taken in its full form. The rest will be either part of the conversation, will lead to other better ideas, or will inspire the manager to take things in a slightly different way. All of what you give is contributing in that moment. So it's important just to get ready to experience the initial rejection, I would say, Mm -hmm. because it's all feedback. It creates the feedback loop for you to improve. It's so good for your career development. I completely agree with everything you just said, because I, I love it when the folks that are a bit more junior start trying to pitch ideas. And even though it sounds like I am putting it down it's like no i've already thought about that but why do you think you should do that and to me you know some people might be annoyed but to me that's that's i see that as you stepping up and trying to get to you know a level and i will identify that and be like okay now if you're asking me all these questions and you're trying to poke holes in my like you know let's say project or thing that i'm trying to pitch to me that means you want to be involved and i'm going to start throwing you some some work on the side and like hey 
if you want it, here it is, right? There's there's no going back now. You stepped up. So let's let's exactly. get there together. Exactly. And a byproduct of that is and you touched on it a little bit there, is you're building and deepening the relationship. Mm-hmm. Building further rapport because you're starting to see that person's drive. You're starting to see that person's motivations, their thought process, their ideas. And as a leader on one side, that will help you to understand how you can help their development. And from the opposite side, you're giving your manager a chance because one of the biggest frustrations that I get from my clients from their managers is, oh, they just won't talk to me. And it seems so silly in the sense that we we have like this culture where we are right now, especially within millennials, where we're encouraged to speak is safe and things like that. But still, across that generational gap, there's still not that back and forth. And for anyone listening to this, just have the courage to go with your idea or ask your manager how I can improve in this area or things like that, because it deepens the relationship. And as you alluded to there, managers will then start to think, right, this person is serious. This person Mm. wants to do well. What's the best thing I can do to help him right now? And that is a, it could be a little bit side project. It could be their own development projects. Opportunities come when you take the risk. Say, please take the risk. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was six some years ago um, when I first started doing this little technique, I would always complete all my day-to-day work. And then, you know, the more senior folks um, or architects or principals, whatever I were on my team, I'd always keep bugging them. I'm like, hey, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? I'll, I'll take whatever you'll give me. So obviously they would give me the work they don't want, right? It could yeah. be tickets. It could be like the bare bone work that they hated and to me that was a challenge i was like i have no idea what this is but like give me a few days i'll kind of figure this out and then reach out to them and be like hey i don't know what i'm doing but they love that because yeah. they see you trying and like you said earlier if you fail it's phenomenal because then you learn what not to do and how to improve exactly and there's been many times me and this uh me and my old coworker, he was uh, like an architect at the time and I was like, hey, I did t- this, this, and this, and I, I have no idea like how to do this. He's like, did you try this? I'm just sitting there like, I didn't think of that. But then the next time, I was like, okay, let me anticipate what he's going to tell me or what he's going to do. And then I started kind of thinking at his like level, not saying I am, but it you kind of start learning and picking up at and anticipating. It's so natural that when you're in that position it happens it, that it will surprise you just by that constant feedback loop of how can i do this one percent better how can i do this better mm-hmm. to make not make just the mistake that i just did it it's a cycle one of my old managers he wasn't my manager but the parallel department i made a huge mistake like i i fat fingered something that i probably shouldn't have but you know, I took ownership of it and he reached out to me. He's like, Hey, don't worry about it. It'll, it'll pass. Just keep your head down. Don't, it's not that big of a deal. And then the one biggest advice that he, he gave me, and I still carry it with me to this day is 
if you're not making mistakes, you're not working. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Because <laughs> if and there's a lot of things to to kind of dive into that, and I kind of want to see what you think about it. Is if you are succeeding left and right every day, and there's no challenge, then to me that means you're kind of stagnant. Which, mm-hmm. if that's what you're into, that's completely fine. But if you're not, and you're wondering why, then I think you need to kind of take yourself out of that shell. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, absolutely. It's there's definitely a, like a wider spectrum to this because there will be people listening to this thinking, okay, I'm I'm getting paid, and I want to use that just to live a comfortable life that's completely fine if that's what's authentic to you that's your version of high performance that performance means you're able to do all of this really cool stuff outside of work and that's it you don't have to be you can work for that end and Hmm. a lot of a lot of people and i think myself included are on that latter side and i remember feeling it myself where i came into work in my previous role one day where I was like, I've been doing it for two, three years. And the cycle in which things were happening, I was starting to see the same situation over and over and over again. Whilst on the one hand was great. I knew, I knew what to anticipate, how to make the best success. The other side of that was, oh no, I'm seeing the same situation all over and over again. (laughs) there's there's no there's no variety to my work i'm starting to lose the fun in it i'm starting to start to wish for a different challenge Mm -hmm. and and that's what i think it comes down to is identifying where you are and what your priorities are at the initial stage to address that problem is what is it what is it you want to do do you want to improve your skills to move up to the next level to a management level or to or to a a more technical role and from there understanding who the stakeholders are will help you so much to reach out to that person they're like you say oh how can i what can i do to get into your position what can what extra work can i do to help me develop these skills and there's these are steps you can do to move yourself forward by seeking out these learning opportunities taking on new responsibilities and getting feedback from others. It's a free, Mm -hmm. it's a free 60 thing. All right, everyone. Hopefully you've been enjoying this fantastic conversation. I know I have, but definitely tune in for the next episode for part two of this conversation. So stay tuned. And as always, until next time, take care.